0: Well, as I've said, I wish you, Beth and I, I wish you a healthy, holy, and happy 2022 in the will and grace of God. I pray that it will be a year that each and every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, will be fully following Jesus Christ, a year of discipleship, discipline, and joy. You know, when I go on a long road trip, I want to know at least three things that will make me happy for my road trip. On my road trip, I want to know three things. And before my road trip, I want to know the same three things. Here's what they are. I want to know my destination. I want to know where I'm going. Second, I want to know my route. I want to know the shortest drive possible to get to my destination. And third, I want to know my passengers. Who's going to be riding in the car with me? Do I have enough seatbelts and so on forth and so on? We're only going to tackle the first of these three things in this sermon this morning. We're going to look at Calvary Bible Church's destination as revealed to us in the word of God. Then on Lord willing on the 16th we'll look at the route of Calvary Bible Church to get to that destination and on the 23rd we'll look at the passengers that will be along for the ride with us to that destination. I skipped over January 9th because Lord willing uh, Beth and uh, myself and JD will be traveling to Canada this coming Friday to see my mom and dad. They're both, dad's 89 and mother's 88, and we haven't been able to see them for two years. So we're longing to see them, to spend some time with them, and my sisters who are also there. So if you would prayed for a safe journey and no problems getting into Canada with COVID and everything, we would really appreciate that. So this Sunday, our church's destination Next Sunday, Pastor Craig Knowles will bring the word of God to you very capably. The 16th, our church's route, how to get to the destination. And the 23rd, our church's passengers, who's going to come along on the ride for us this year. So on this first Sunday of 22, I want you to imagine something with me. I want you to let your mind uh, dream about a little scenario that I want to share with you. I want you to imagine that we dismiss this service eventually and we walk across the various parking lots to our vehicles. And we each get into our respective vehicles, but before we do, we've been told where we're going together in a motorcade. We're going to take form a motorcade of cars and we're going to drive to one destination. Let's say it's going to be Saunders Beach. All of us are going to drive in a motorcade in our own vehicles to Saunders Beach. Now I'll let you in on a little secret We're not going to have Brother Willie Jack lead us because we may never get to Saunders Beach before the end of the year. But, but, we might let Sister Terry Fox lead the motorcade because she's very good at having cars follow closely behind her. And you can ask her about that some other time. Um, But nonetheless, picture that we get out of our sanctuary, we get into our vehicles... (laughs) We form a motorcade, and we're going to drive to one shared destination. We may use different speeds and different vehicles, but we're all going to try to shoot to wind up at Saunders Beach, all right? This is a metaphor or an illustration of what I'm trying to teach you about our destination as a church in 2022. So as the Lord spares our lives, and as we... um, are able to serve him here on earth together as a family, we're going to drive down a highway that we've been calling Simple Church, the Simple Church Highway. And this Simple Church Highway, we believe, will take us to our one common destination, which isn't Saunders Beach, that was an illustration, but our one destination is that we all would become, that we all would become fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. That is, is our destination for 2022. That is where we're heading. That all of us would become fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Now I want to give you us a little warning. If we come short of that destination as a church, then frankly we will have wasted God's time in 2022 and we would have wasted God's energy loaned to us with health and strength, if we fail to arrive at the destination together of all of us fully following Jesus Christ. But I don't believe we're going to fail. But just to carry the warning a little further, to make it more personal, if you, as a believer in the Lord Jesus, if you are careless and indifferent and you fail to come to the place of fully following Jesus Christ along this, with this motorcade of other believers called Calvary Bible Church, then you will have wasted time that God loaned to you. And you would have frittered away energy and health and strength that he would have given you for this year. So again, I don't expect we're going to fail in this motorcade getting to the final destination. But that's a little warning corporately and a warning personally. Now here's a fact. There are a lot of churches in NASA. We all know that. But here's a fact. We started with a warning, but here's a fact. Many churches have never decided upon or chosen a clear destination for themselves. And so when a church fails to decide upon a set, known destination for herself and any church does that what the church is reduced to is all the believers who are part of that particular church just driving their vehicles anywhere they please like a joyride And if you ask some of those Christians who have no destination set for them by their local church and by the word of God, then they may say to you, I don't know exactly where I'm going. I'm driving around like everybody else. I don't really know where I'm going to stop for my destination, but I'm making good time. (laughs) We don't want to be like that. We want to know what the Bible says should be our destination as a church. And then we want to be in a pack, a convoy, a motorcade, moving in cohort unity toward that destination that we've determined to be in the scriptures. And so, let's go on. There's another problem. It's a problem that many churches don't decide upon a destination and they have joy riders driving their cars all around all, everywhere that they fancy. There's another problem that many churches, not just in NASA, but many churches have picked an inadequate destination. They have picked something that isn't God's final destination for them as a church, but they have picked things that are maybe mileposts or landmarks along the route to the final destination. But landmarks and mileposts are not destinations. They are along the way to a destination. But let me give you some examples of churches that have set landmarks or mileposts as being their destinations when Jesus didn't say that these were final destinations for churches. You ready? Now listen carefully, because I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. There are certain mileposts in Christian living, uh, uh, landmarks, that are counted to be as destinations in, 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 uh, how do I say it? as a less than ideal destination compared to the destination that God's revealed in Scripture. What would those be? Aiding the poor, striving for social justice, protesting godlessness, prophesying the future, experiencing miracles, claiming future kingdom promises, declaring health and wealth. Now please listen to me carefully. You may be thinking, those are wrong destinations for a church? Well, let me say, please listen, None of those things are sinful destinations. And maybe even the majority of those things are good destinations. But none of those destinations are Christ's best destination for his church. And those things, albeit they may be good, are just landmarks and mileposts along the road to the destination, which is revealed to us in Jesus' last words when he ascended back to heaven. We are to make disciples. We are to make fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. We may do those other things along the way, but we dare not stop at any one of those landmarks or mileposts and consider any of those to be our destination. I hope I was clear. And so, in a moment, we're going to consider our Lord's last words recorded in Scripture before He ascended back to the Father's right hand in heaven. But before we look at those verses, I just want to underscore that Christ's best destination for Calvary Bible Church is the place where all of us, from the youngest to the most elderly, where all of us are fully following Jesus Christ, that we're disciples. Nothing less for our church, nothing more, for our church, nothing else for our church. So that means if somebody who's not in our church and is curious about our church says, hey, what is Calvary Bible Church all about? You can have a simple answer. You can simply say, we're about making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ, period, end sentence. That's what we're about. You ask what this church is about, you can say, we're about making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. Everything we do, and we'll do many things, all contribute to us making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. It's simple. (laughs) It's what it means to be a simple church. A simple church like we are is going to be a church that has a simple discipleship process that people understand how, how to move from not fully following Jesus Christ through a process that's clear and understood by everybody to getting to a place of fully following Jesus Christ. Now, let me say, let me say this. Let's go to Jesus' last words before ascending to heaven. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. We know them as the Great Commission. Someone has said, maybe snidely, That for the church in the west of Jesus Christ, it's the great omission. Because churches can be so busy doing ministry and fail to get to this destination that it's a great omission for those churches. But oh to God that this will be a great commission to this church. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples. There it is. Make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is the great commission from Christ, the head of the church, to the church, to make disciples, fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Now, drawing from my first imaginary illustration So if we dismiss this service, we get into our vehicles, we form a motorcade, and the goal is to drive together to Saunders Beach. Saunders Beach, in this illustration, is the position, the place, the destination, the status where every believer in this church is striving to fully follow Jesus Christ in all aspects of his or her life. From the children... the most senior citizen. And so what we're saying is we're not going to open the doors of our cars to jump off at any landmark or milepost before Saunders Beach. We're going to ride together all the way to Saunders Beach within the illustration is being coming fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. And so at this point, I know that you are good thinkers And at this point, you're probably thinking, okay, you keep saying we're going to make fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. I hear that, Pastor. That's clear. But what's not clear to me, Pastor, is how will I know personally if I'm in the state of fully following Jesus Christ? That's a practical question. How can anyone know if they're fully following Jesus Christ and therefore are at the destination to which our church is moving? Well, Scripture helps us with that a great deal. When we are fully following Jesus Christ, when you are fully following Jesus Christ, you will be water baptized after conversion. You will make that choice to go public with your private faith in Christ through water baptism. Acts 8, 34 to 38 So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And that would be a question I would lovingly ask you who are not yet baptized since conversion. What hinders you from being water baptized? Let's talk about it. I'll be happy to talk about it with any of you. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. So you'll be fully following Jesus if you will have been water baptized. Second, you will be striving against sin, fighting against sin in your life. First, Corinthians nine, twenty four to twenty seven. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. You will know you're fully following the Lord Jesus Christ if you are daily fighting your own sin. Also, you will know if you're fully following Jesus Christ, if you are a student of God's word. Second Timothy 2:15. Be diligent to present yourself to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The theme verse for Awana Clubs. You will know you're fully following Jesus Christ when you are regularly studying the Bible for yourself. There's more. You will know you're fully following Jesus Christ when you are holy and reverent. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You'll be fully following Jesus Christ, and as will I, if in 2022 I am constantly, and you are constantly, working in reverential fear of God to become more and more holy of thinking, speaking, and acting. That's what a fully following disciple of Christ is about but there's more we will be imitating Christ if we are fully following him First Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11:1 imitate me Paul's writing imitate me just as I also imitate Christ when we are fully following Jesus Christ we should be able to say with humility and thanks to God do what I do you want to fully follow Jesus just copy me follow my example But there's more, we will know that we are fully following the Lord Jesus Christ when we are obedient to the commands of Scripture. Jesus in the upper room before the cross said to his closest followers at the Last Supper, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. (laughs) That means you're not really a friend of Christ if you left undone a commandment that he's given to you. If you're going to fully follow Jesus Christ, you have to obey Jesus Christ. in all matters. There's more. If we are going to be fully committed followers of Jesus Christ in 2022, we must be self-denying. That cuts across the grain of popular thought, even in some quarters of the church. Popular thought, and even in some quarters of the church, is you don't deny yourself anything. You deserve everything. It's all about you. Live your best life and all this kind of nonsense. No, a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ is constantly self denying. Luke 9 23 to 24, Jesus teaching. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, that's what our church is stating this morning. We want to come after Jesus as fully committed followers of his. If anyone desires to come after me, Jesus said, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Jesus says every day we should roll out of bed if we want to fully follow him, and we should pick up, as it were, a figurative cross of self-denial, and we should walk through that day cheerfully and consistently denying ourselves in favor of doing his will, where there's, the choice can't be made to do both. There's more. You will know, and I will know, if we're fully following Jesus Christ this year, if we desire to be in fellowship with each other. If we not only desire to be in fellowship with each other, but we make it a point to be in fellowship with one another. One of my prayers is that more folks will feel liberty and ease to come back to the sanctuary I realize some persons would be wiser if they didn't come back to the sanctuary with comorbidities, but perhaps there are some of our church family that could come back, and I I would ask them to come back. Part of knowing that we're fully following the Lord Jesus Christ is that we are in fellowship, sharing life and ministry with each other. It says in Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, let us hold fast the confession of hope without wavering, for you promised is faithful, and let us consider one another in how to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day, the rapture, return of Christ, the day approaching. Do we not see the rapture, return of Christ day approaching? We sure do. I don't know a date. The Bible doesn't tell me a date, but I can judge the weather if you want to be sensing you're fully following Christ then you also want to be ministering using the particular spiritual gift that God gave you at your conversions 1 Peter 4:10 as each each one has received a gift nobody's been left out of a spiritual gift if you're saved as each one has received a spiritual gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. To be a good caretaker of the manifold grace of God given to you in salvation, you need to identify your spiritual gift and then utilize it in some manner. Serving the body, Calvary Bible Church body, family, credible credible body of Christ, and beyond our four walls. Going on, we'll be fully following Jesus Christ if we are burdened for the lost if it makes us sad to know people are dying without Christ, if it makes us restless that we just can't sit by and do nothing with our next-door neighbor rejecting Jesus Christ, being bothered by people not knowing Christ as Lord and Savior. And so when we're fully committed to following Christ, we are going to be burdened over that which God is burdened. And God is burdened over lost people going to hell. Jesus wept over Jerusalem, remember? He looked over the vista of Jerusalem knowing that the majority of his countrymen rejected him as Savior, and he wept like sheep without a shepherd. And so being burdened for the lost should be in the DNA of fully following Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. That's not something we don't um, talk about, but the Lord has terror, should strike terror in the hearts of those who do not know him as Savior, and he should strike terror in the hearts of those of us who do know him as Savior, who have zipped shut our lips, and we never give the gospel ever to anyone unless we ruffle some feathers. God help us. We'll be fully following the Lord Jesus Christ when we are burdened for lost people. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, but I also trust are well known in your consciences. Paul said, I am in reverential fear of God. I persuade people I meet to trust Jesus alone for their salvation. That would be our story if we're fully following Jesus. There's more. We are to be in this world, but not of this world. The world in scripture is not the continents and the countries of the world. The world in scripture is a system of thought, a world view, a way of interpreting life that cheerfully leaves Jesus Christ out of everything and also, at times, hates Jesus Christ for everything he is. And God says, we as a church are in the world, but we're not to be of the world. It's like this. If you take a boat from Potter's Key to wherever you're going to go, Rose Island, for instance, you have no problem when your boat is in the sea, but you have a whale of a problem if the sea gets in your boat. We as a church should be in the world system that cheerfully leaves Jesus Christ out or his animosity toward Jesus Christ, but we must not let that thinking and that perspective get into our church or into our individual redeemed lives. And so we're to be in the world, Jesus said, but not of the world. John 17, still before the cross, Jesus speaking to his closest followers. I have given, in prayer to his father, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So let's not be of the world. We're in the world as salt and light, as witnesses to the cross, and a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ is in this world, but not of this world. More, if you're fully following Jesus Christ, and if I'm fully following Jesus Christ, then we need to view ourselves as being crucified with Christ. It wasn't just Christ who died by crucifixion. If you know him as your savior, you too in the mind of heaven you have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 5:24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So we have been co-crucified with Christ as believers. We are to live the crucified life in sanctification and discipleship following of Jesus. We are to consider ourselves to be dead to old ways dead to the commands and barking of Satan, dead to the passions of our flesh, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. When I baptize people in the water, when I lower them in, I say, buried with him through baptism into death, raised to walk in newness of life. The Christian who's fully following Jesus Christ realizes that they have been crucified with Christ. Buried, the old man has been crucified, or old woman has been crucified with Christ, and we have been raised in newness of life, in co resurrection with Christ, to live, to do the bidding, the will of God in all matters. And we will be fully following Jesus Christ when we live with the mindset each day I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ by Spirit lives within me. And the last thing I want to point out, there's more to point out, but just for now at least, we will know we're fully following Jesus Christ when we are entirely sold out for Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Someone has said that the problem with living sacrifice is that they can crawl off of the altar. And so when you sense you've crawled off of the altar, you put yourself back on that figurative altar in prayer and say, anything, Lord, anywhere, Lord, anytime, Lord, I'm yours, Lord. I'm a blank check. I've, I've signed the blank check of my own life for whatever years I have left on earth. You fill out the payee. How do you want to spend me, Lord? Where do you want to spend me? That's what a fully committed follower of Christ does. Another way of saying that is that a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ is so sold out to the Lordship of Jesus Christ that he or she never says no to the Lord. <laughs> so when that person is reading God's word and the Spirit of God ministers God's word to that person, and the person who's fully following Jesus doesn't say, yeah, but that's not for me. <laughs> Others may have to do that, but I'm not going to do that. It's inconvenient. It's not really... What I think is best for me. No, no, no. If you are fully committed to following Jesus Christ, you spend time in his word, he ministers the truth of his will for your life from his word, and you say, yes, Lord, yes. Constantly. Yes, Lord, yes. I'll do it. Help me do it. I'll do it. And so these are some of the biblical measurements to how anyone will know whether or not they're fully following the Lord Jesus Christ and fully following the Lord Jesus Christ is, is all of that. It's not just a checkbox where you check off certain ones you like or find easy. It's all of that. It's a God-sized job. So the question becomes very practical. One next question is, is it even possible for a whole church like ours to fully follow Jesus Christ? Is that reasonable to expect that, to want that? Well, let me first stop by saying, let's talk, we're talking about genuine believers in Jesus Christ, right? In this church, and probably, probably in this church, I don't, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but in this church there could be persons who know the language of the Lord but never trusted the Lord to be their savior. Tares amongst the wheat, right? God knows all about it, I, I, I don't know. I'm not thinking about anybody in particular. But it's possible that we have uh, tares growing amongst us as wheat. Well, a tear. We can't expect the tear to be fully committed follower of Jesus Christ until the tear is saved. But I'm talking about the saved persons who affiliate with this incredible body of Christ. Is it possible for us to set as our goal that every single one of us would be fully following Jesus Christ? Is that doable? Well, it is. It is because God never commands what cannot be done. And he's commanded us to make disciples. And it must be possible that we all be fully following Christ because God doesn't will degrees of obedience. He doesn't tell us something to do and then says, I'll accept 30% obedience on that one and I'll accept 70% obedience on that one. No, he expects 100% obedience in all that he commands us. So it must be possible to help a church family fully follow Jesus Christ together. And whatever God's will is, on any matter, it's possible. Whatever God's will is, it's possible because in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit, we can do what God tells us to do. Amen? Nothing is impossible for God. So it's a lofty ambition. It's a high goal, but it's doable. It's possible as we pray and as we yield and as we work and as we follow and as we obey and as we live a crucified lives. And what a joy that'll be to heaven to see Calvary Bible Church, from the youngest believer amongst us to the most elderly, seeking to fully follow Jesus Christ. Heaven will smile at that. You need to know that me as your pastor and that all of the other pastor elders and deacons, we are individually and personally fully committed to following fully Jesus Christ ourselves. We will not ask you to follow fully after Jesus Christ and not do that ourselves. We are fully committed in this year to following Jesus Christ as good examples for you, as encouragements for you. Pray for us even as we pray for you in this end. And so I started this sermon by likening the new year to a long car ride. And I said that I'm the happiest when I know Three things, three things whenever I go on a long car ride. I want to know my destination, where I'm going. For us, that's fully, being fully committed followers of Christ. Second, I want to know my route. I'll take that up with you if Lord spares my life January 16th. And we're also going to need to know our passengers. Who's in the car along with us? That's going to be, God willing, the 23rd of January. Thank you so much for your good attention to God's word today. I'm excited to get on this uh, route, Simple Church route, with each of you to see us fully follow Jesus Christ in 2022 and see what happens, see how he blesses, see how he uses us, see how he makes us make a difference in our neighborhood and in our city and in our country. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the destination you've laid out for us as a church we desire, Lord, to fall in line with your planning for us from eternity past, that we each would be progressing toward the wonderful, happy destination of fully following Jesus Christ in all things. Bless this church, Lord, that we might be a blessing to others. And we ask this in Jesus, the head of the church's name, and God's people said, amen, amen.